Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. To the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords, to the great I am, blessing, honor, glory, majesty. We are closing out the letter to the Ephesians next week, and this is the next to the last message, and we're going to cover two verses this week and the rest of them next week. Fantastic. So if you open your Bibles or look at the screens or your electronic devices to Ephesians chapter 6, that's where we are, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We covered the first nine verses of chapter 6 uh, last week, and we uh, finished up chapter 5, and we're, we're in an in in important section here. And so let's start in verse 10. It says, finally. Now, when somebody says, finally, uh, you say, well, huh. Now, for what are you, you, you know they are concluding. He's concluding. But he's already talked about our position in Christ. He's already talked about our practice as a believer. But he's really not through because he says, even though he says, finally, you've been in some uh, maybe conferences or uh Maybe on TV or maybe in church when the, when the uh, speaker says, finally, it means, all right, praise God, we're getting ready to go. You know, but sometimes you're there another half an hour or so. And so, and you know Paul is the type of minister that he will preach, he will teach all night long. And you remember that he did that. Uh, and the fellow fell out the window. Uh, he fell asleep, you know. And Paul went down and prayed over him, raised him up from the dead, and he went right back to preaching. He didn't stop. He preached all night. And so uh, he's not going to he's not going to continue long here. But it's so important. It's so super here. When he says, finally, in conclusion, as to the rest, be strong. Now, this is so important because when he's wrapping up this, he's telling you that you're not going to be able to do what I've already talked about. You're not going to be able to walk in all that I've talked about, even as your position in Christ. If you don't understand what I'm getting ready to say, Paul's saying that you, you, you're not going to be able to do this. So he's telling you in the present imperative, he says, be strong. Now, he said that in another place, you remember he says, be filled with the Spirit. And we know that that present imperative, we know is not saying you get strong and you got it going. You okay. 
you get your certificate, you get your doctoral degree in being strong, and you're you okay. No, he's saying be being strong. That's the tense of this, this, this verb here. Be being strong, meaning that I want you, it's a continuous thing here. You're not going to arrive at this thing while you are living. But I want you to be a continuous, repeated action in being strong. I want you to strengthen yourself on a daily basis. Because if you don't strengthen yourself on a daily basis, you're going to find out that you're not going to be able to walk in the practice of a believer. You're not going to be able to walk in your uh, position as a believer because of what I'm going to say. So I'm starting off right now telling you finally to be strong. Be being strong. Continuously be being strong. Continue to strengthen yourself. Now, most people think that that's something that he ended that. We'll say, okay, I got to strengthen myself. I got to strengthen myself, which is true. Got to strengthen yourself. Got to strengthen yourself. Got to strengthen yourself. I got to strengthen myself. I got to read. I got to memorize. I got to. I got to confess. I got to. I got to strengthen myself. Yes, but not in yourself. You will never be able to be strong enough to be able to do what He's already told us to do. Never, ever. You can. You can. You can think you are, but you never will. He says, be being strong, continually to strengthen yourself on a daily basis in the Lord. In the Lord. Not in yourself. Not in your word knowledge. Not in anything else, but in the Lord. That's what I want you to do. And... In the strength, or the King James will say, in the power, and that, that, that power is that, that inherent power. It's the power that is in the Lord. I want you to be strong in the power, the kratos, the power that's in the Lord and in the, his might. So I want you to be strong, strengthened in the power of his might and you might say I want you to be strong or strengthened in his mighty power would you say that Christ is all powerful would you say that or you think he is well he is not all powerful because there is one that's really, really powerful, and it's not him. Or would you say that he's omnipotent? He's powerful. He's all-powerful. 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 He's God. He's all-powerful. So he's telling us, I want you to be strengthened on a daily basis in his power. In his power. You don't have enough power. You'll never have enough power. You can memorize the Bible. You can have, you know, photographic memory. You'll never be powerful enough. 
to be able to do what I've already told you to do, Paul is saying. So I want you to be strengthened on a daily basis in the power, the inherent power of his demonstrated power, his might. That might is manifested power. God manifests himself. And when he manifests, all God has to do is speak. And it's done. Is that true? Yeah. Like be. You're still being. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. Yes, sir. Light has stopped. I see light. Oh, you know, you know, light is still going. Light is still going. He said, wow. How far, how far is it going? It's just going. Just going. He said, woo. That's interesting. God is all-powerful. Now, I want to know, then, how do I, Lord, be strengthened in the power of your might, your mighty power, your manifested power? How do I actually do that? Because you're saying that I have to do this, I have to know how am I going to do it. Because I do want to, and we want to, be obedient to what you have said in practicing our position in Christ. I want to know who I am in Christ. I don't want to be, you know, wavering off that. So how do I, how, how do I be strong? On a continuous basis, Lord, what I have to do to be strong, what I have to do to be strengthened. So let's let's talk about a few things here. And this is just a few things here. One, if, if you look at Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter seven, verse one. I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna some of the things you have to do. And I can tell you right now that verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 tells us the whole picture but it's not the whole picture. But it's the whole picture. He tells us Finally, I want you to be strong in the Lord. You know, hold, hold your place, you know, where, where I told you to go. You know, 2 Corinthians 7. Um, I, want you to be, I want you to be strong in the Lord. Continue to be strong in the Lord. Now, now, I want you to do this by putting on the full armor of God. I want you to be strong because you asked me, how did you do this? You got to do this by being like the Lord. And see, David found out when he was getting ready to go toward, you know, to fight Goliath, that Saul wanted to look out for him. Saul said, You are. 
you're not a warrior, I can tell by looking at you. And you're getting ready to go out there, and you're getting ready to get killed. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you some protection, some protection. You see that armor over there, that male, that coat of armor? Put it on, David. So that Goliath, um, he won't make mincemeat of you too quick. He will have some protection. Put on my armor. And David tried to put that stuff, stuff on, but it just didn't fit. It just didn't fit him. He said, I can't, I can't wear this stuff, man. I'm not, used, I'm not used to fighting and stuff like this. I fight the way I've been fighting. And now, don't do that with God now. When, when God says, I want you to put on my full armor, don't say, I can't wear that stuff. I'm not used to fighting like that. Don't say that. Do not say that. Do not say that because he's saying here, I want you to put on my full armor. Put it on. Put it on. Let's look at Second Corinthians where I tell you to go. Chapter 7, verse 1. So therefore, because he's already said, what he said before that, which is saying, you, you know, if you come out from among them and, and be separate, I'll be your, your God. You know, you'll be my sons and daughters. He says, therefore, having these precious promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, ourselves, from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So one of the things, if we're going to put on God's armor, God is a spirit, isn't he? Okay, so, and we know we have a spirit, but we also know we have a flesh. And he's saying, I want you to cleanse yourself from all defilement of the flesh and spirit. Now, that we have to do. We have to cleanse ourselves because our flesh wants to defile us. It wants to defile us. And you cannot, you just cannot, allow we can't allow our flesh to defile us regardless of what we think our flesh will keep us back from wearing the full armor of God it will keep us back we don't want to do that we want to cleanse ourselves and we know how to wash our bodies we know how to wash our bodies but he's saying No, no, no. It's a spiritual thing. Cleanse yourself from all defilement 
of the flesh. Because we're in a society that will defile you in quick order. In quick order. It will. Honestly. Honestly. It, it will defile you. Uh, because who is running, who's been giving the opportunity to be the God of this world? Yeah. And, and he is not playing games. He wants us to foul because he knows that if you defile, you can't wear that armor like he's supposed to. He's just not going to do it. So one of his things is let's defile him. Let's defile him. Let's uh, look at another place. Let's, just, let's look at Romans chapter 13. Let's look there. And when we look at Romans 13, chapter, uh, verse 11, didn't want to go there. Do this, knowing that the time is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than we, we, we believed. The night is almost gone. And the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness. It's still saying, you know, uh, cleanse yourself from all the salmon and stuff. It says, and put on the armor of light. So it tells us about putting on Armor light, and, and 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 putting on armor a lot of places. It says, "Let us behave properly, as in the day, not in carousing and, and drunkenness, and not in sexual uh, promiscuity, and and and, and in sensuality, not in strife, not in jealousy. Cleanse yourself of all defilement of the flesh and spirit. That's what it's saying. And put on." The Lord Jesus Christ. Or put on the armor of light. Or put on the full armor of God. You know, all those same, same things. And make no provision for the flesh. In regard of his lust. Because that is what the enemy wants to do. To keep us from wearing that armor like we're supposed to. And keep us from doing what God has told us to do. And practicing the the the, the uh, uh, the things he said in Ephesians, that they, I want you to practice these things as a believer because of your position as a believer. And so the enemy wants you to believe that there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can do about that flesh. That flesh is, is, is inherited from Adam, so you got it, so you're going to have to, you're gonna have to uh, uh, give in to the flesh. Who said that? It's got to be the devil. It can't be God that telling us we got to give in to the flesh. It can't be that. Do we have to give in to the flesh? No, we don't have to give in to the flesh. We don't have to do that. Let's look at James chapter 4, verse 8. Let's look there. It 
it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Now, is he talking, you know, he's on the evangelistic trail here, and, and he, he's not talking to the church. James is talking to all these sinners. What do you think? No. No, he's talking to the church. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Now, this is so important. He's saying the same thing. You know, he wants you to cleanse yourself from all defilement of the flesh. Then it says, and purify your heart, you double-minded. And you say, man, that's, that's hard, man. Why are, you, why are you telling us stuff like that, James? Why do we have to do that to, to, to wear the full armor of God? Why do we got to do that to, to be able to practice uh, what God has told us to do in, in order to do what he's told us to do? No, God already knows that our heart is the most important thing. I'm going to tell you again. Our heart is the most important thing. We can act like we are super-duper Christians on Sunday and around each other. And I'm going to tell you that God looks at our heart. I'm telling you, he looks at our heart. He looks at what's going on 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 the inside, the inner being, our thoughts. Yeah, because nobody knows your thoughts but you. The people around you don't know your thoughts. You can be smiling, and your thoughts are not saying that. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, am I in the right place? Oh, this is, you know, this is saying, why is he teaching us this like, like, like we, man, our heart is pure. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Am I the only one that's in here that's trying to get their heart pure? Uh, Am I the only one trying to cleanse my hands? Trying to get rid of all the defilement of the flesh. That's trying to draw near to God. It's not it's not a normal thing to draw near to God. It's not an easy thing to draw near to God. Because Satan tried to keep us so busy with the things we have to do, the things that we got to take care of children, we got to do whatever we got to do. We got so many things that take our attention. And then we get tired at night, and then we sleep late in the, in the morning. We get up just in time to do what we're supposed to do. It's hard sometimes to draw near to God in the midst of all the things that we have to do. After all, we got this Christmas shop. It's not but how many days, about 12, how many days left? Oh no, But I know that we got next Sunday. Then we had the following Sunday's Christmas Eve. And that sounds like about, what, 14 days? And the 15th one is Christmas. You know you got to get gifts for everybody. Come on. Yeah, you got to get gifts for everybody. Yeah, you got to get gifts. 
you got children, you got grandchildren, you got everybody, and and, and uh, you know they they have such we have such need in the body of Christ. You know we have such need because we are poor and ragged and we don't have no place to do this. We got to get some gifts, right? Come on now. It wouldn't be Christmas if you don't have to get a gift. I tell you, man, it's, it's nothing that I need. Honestly, I said, if you want to give me something, get some socks, man. You get some, get some socks. Yeah. I don't need the socks, you know. Just give me some socks. We need help. We 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 in a society. We don't have no need. No need. We might have some wants. We don't have no need. Come on now, come on. Be honest now, come on. Huh? We got so much stuff. Just go down in your basement. Go to the closet. Get rid of some of that stuff that you don't use. Come on. But after all, if you go out, I'm telling you, Warzone is busy. It's busy, man. We we were we were going we went out yesterday we said we're gonna we're gonna get a couple of gifts and stuff like that and then we're gonna eat at Cracker Barrel and then we're gonna we're gonna do this thing man, man. and so it's a twenty twenty five minute wait. I said what? You think I'm gonna wait to eat? Some I am I'm not waiting no twenty minutes just to eat. No, you can forget that. You can forget that I eat at home. What I got? I got plenty of food at home anyway. I said oh yeah. Yeah. It's busy out there. That's just only because it's Christmas Eve. And so I understand. I understand. And, and it's, it's, I'm not saying it's sin to get any gifts because I already bought some. <laughs> I did. I did. I bought some gifts. I did. I got some gifts. And I was out there just like they are. But you can't let that stop you from drawing near to God. You just can't do that. You can't do that. Now, Nehemiah 8.10 says something to the fact that it was was talking about uh, when they read the law. And everybody was weeping and mourning and stuff like that because they know they weren't doing it. And they understood it now because uh, the, the people called them to understand it. And he says, hey, don't weep and mourn. It's a time to rejoice. Go home. Give you know, food and stuff to people who don't have any. Enjoy yourself because the joy of the Lord. Finish it for me. Come on. Is your strength. And so when it says be, be strengthening yourself, you can't strengthen yourself. You can't. Do you think God is up there, seated at the right hand of the, of the Father, and he says, man, I haven't laughed in two billion, trillion, zillion years. Nothing's funny. 
when he tells us already in Proverbs that a merry heart does good like medicine. He knows he wants us to do that. And so that's why we try to have some laughter. If you don't have any laughter, your circumstances will get you down. Because everybody has circumstances, don't they? Everybody got certain circumstances. And he says, a merry heart does good like medicine. So it's good to laugh. It's good to have fun. Wholesome fun now. We're not talking about this crazy stuff that Ephesians already told us. We're not, we're not, we're not going to you know, speak all these things as, and, and talk about people and stuff. We're gonna just going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. And I like to have fun. I like to laugh. It's not a lot to make me laugh because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a joke teller, stuff like that. Uh, but I do have a son-in-law. He, he makes me laugh. He, he's, he's interesting. And then I have people in the body of Christ that makes me laugh. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, fun to be around, you know. Make you laugh. I don't want to be around somebody that, that makes me feel bad and makes me feel sad. I can stay home and feel sad. Right? I can. Okay. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we have to have some joy. Joy. So we're supposed to encourage one another daily, aren't we? While it's the day, we're supposed to encourage one another daily because uh, God is telling us that people are going through some things. You need to encourage one another. Give them some. Give them some, some something to be uh, encouraged about, not depressed about. So that's why we come together. One of the reasons why we come together. He says that. And I was glad when they said, "Let us go into the house of the Lord," because you're with the body of Christ, and you, you know, you see your family, your extended family. And, you know, they'll, they'll just encourage you. Let's look back at uh, Ephesians chapter 6. And it tells us here, we, we went through verse 10. We just went through the first part of verse 11. And it's important that we know not only how we're going to stay strong. But why do I need to stay strong? Why do I need to be being strong in the Lord? What is going on? Why can't I be just weak? Oh, God always said, when when you're weak, he's strong. But weak in yourself. Not weak in him. He wants you to be strong in him. Weaken yourself. It says that put on a whole arm of God. Why? So that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes. King James said, wows. Your stratagems. Your methods. And the Greek word is 
methodia, methods where we get our word methods, of the devil. The devil, first of all, wants you to think that there is no such thing as a devil. And then he says, I am, I am doing something here. I am scheming. I am, I got, I got, I got in a war room here. Some of my cohorts here, and we'll talk about next week, that we're coming up with methods that we're going to attack you at your weakest point so that you cannot be strong in the Lord. You can't. Because I'm going to come up with some schemes. Hey, you unclean spirit, you demon, follow behind Willie Taylor and find out how we can sabotage him. Sabotage him. You demon over here, follow behind uh, this other person in the body of Christ and, and, and see how we can sabotage them. See what they say. See what's coming out of their, bo- in their mouth. See what they're doing. See what they're watching. See where they're going. See what we can, we can do to kind of nullify their power. Their power. Because if you don't have any power, you can't do nothing to help anybody. Nothing. The world needs to see some authority and some dunamis. Exorcia, authority, some dunamis, power. They know that in Africa. They know that in, in these foreign countries where they got demons, witchcraft, and stuff going on. They know there there's some power. And when when these missionaries come and you go over there, you better have some power. Because if you don't have any power, what are you gonna tell them? The witch doctor already told them that if they don't do what he says to do, he's gonna put a curse on them. And they believe it. They believe it. Because we have a devil, that's why we need to be strong. Okay. What do I need to make sure I do if I'm going to stand firm here? Against this, these unclean spirits here, what do I need to do? Because after all, I don't want to Excuse me. I don't want to lose this battle. I got relatives that's looking at me. I want to be liked. Christmas is coming up. I want to be liked. I got sick people in my family. You know, my, 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 my loved ones are coming from out of town. I'm going maybe to my loved ones. I want to have some power. And if somebody is possessed by an unclean spirit, I want to speak.
speak to that spirit. I want you to say, leave my relative alone. And that unclean spirit leaves. Do you think that's possible? Do you think your relative who's unsaved, that you know your relative has some problems, because all of us got problems, do you think they'll say, oh, please don't get rid of this unclean spirit. Please, I want to stay just like I am. Foolish. Can't do nothing. Sick. Some sicknesses are by unclean spirits. We'll talk about that next week. But I'm, I'm telling you, we got to have some power. Do you hear what I'm saying? We got to have some power. We got to have some authority. So God says, hey, be strong in the Lord. Be strong. Be strong. Be being strong in the Lord and the strength or power of his might by putting on my whole armor. Don't let Satan fool you. Don't let him think that you don't need to be strong. Don't think you don't, don't, don't let him think you, you know, you don't, he doesn't exist. No, I want you to be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor. Put on God's whole armor, complete armor, his full armor, so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil because he is strategizing against you. Yeah. We think sometimes we don't want to do something because we just don't want to do it. You know, you've heard people, you've heard alcoholics say, I can quit if I wanted to. You've heard them say that, right? Yeah. No, they can't quit. They can say all they want to. They can quit if they want to. They're just addicted. As they, they're not going to quit if they want to. They can't quit if they want to. Well, it's the same way when you talk about unclean spirit. Some people can't do anything about their situation because it's they want to, but they can't because it's not them. It's an unclean spirit. We got to have some power. Jesus walked in power. Do you hear what I'm saying? He walked in power. And when he went, you know, he, and, and the Pharisees are the one, hey, you can't, you can't be casting out no demon. This is a Sabbath day. No work's supposed to be doing on the Sabbath day. Oh, but you can go get your animal that fell in the pit. You can get him out. You can work real hard, sweat, and all that. Get your friends to help get this animal out, but you can't heal a child of Abraham on the Sabbath day? How are you thinking here? Yeah, how are you thinking? He tries to get our thought life. He tries to get our thought life. Because, uh, let's, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. Um, let's skip over a couple of scriptures I was going to do and go to 10. And it says, for we, for though we walk in this flesh, even though, you know, we're walking around in this body, if, if it weren't for the body, we wouldn't be able to be here. So we walk around in this flesh. We don't war according to this flesh. We don't war according to what Satan tells us how we're supposed to war. Satan tells you, tells us the world system 
tells us how we're supposed to respond and act. We grew up that way. If somebody doesn't speak to you, Jenny, don't speak to them. Don't speak to them. Just act like you don't see them. You see them, but don't, don't, don't speak to them. Because they don't speak to you after all. You do unto others as they, as they do unto you. I wonder where in the world they get that scripture. You know? Smart one. Come on, doesn't the world have ways? They have ways. They have ways. We can't, we can't do that. So for the weapons of our warfare, verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful. That's dunamis. For the destruction of fortresses or strongholds. The enemy tries to put us in a stronghold of a thought pattern that this is the way we think. And see, we think this is us. We think we think the way we want to think. And no, he, he, he puts a fortress up so that you can't get out of that thought pattern. You know, some of us have thought patterns that we've been thinking the same way about certain things a long time, and that's just the way we think. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it's, it's not us. It's, it's Satan who done built up these, these fortresses so that we can think. He said, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. That's what he said. In a high thing, in a lofty thing, we 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 are gonna come against that because it's against the knowledge of God, and we're gonna take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We're gonna be obedient to Christ, and if that thought is not obedient to this word. You're going to bring it captive. You're going to bring that thought captive because that thought is not of God. That thought is of the enemy. And he says, I don't want you thinking wrong because that's a strategy of the devil. I was reading something and I was like, oh, God. That's not good. That's not good. Help me, Lord. That's not good. I, I, was, I was reading, you know, my, my, my devotional time. And it said, I don't want you to speak against your brother or sister. Your brother. That's in the, in the, in the body of Christ in the church. I don't want you to speak against your brethren because if you speak against your brethren, you're speaking against the law. And if you're speaking against the law, you are a judge of the law and not a doer of the law. 
And there's only one judge. Only one judge. I was like, ah! What do you mean speak again? You want me to give it to you in Greek? How about Arabic? How about you want me to give it to you in French? You want me to give it? How you want me to give you that? Well, do you understand? I said, don't speak against. It means that the same in Greek, in German, in Russian. Don't speak against. Well, what can I say if I can't speak against somebody? It's true. I didn't tell you to say. Is that what we say? As long as it's true, you can talk about people. Is that the word of God? Because we, we say that sometimes. I say, I, I tell them, yeah, I'm saying that behind the back, but I tell them in front of their face, too. We say that, you know. That, that, that's not scripture. It's not found in here. We just say it because that's what the world said. I'm, you know, and to justify, you talk about somebody. You say, well, I tell them that in front of their face. Or we'll say, I'm talking about, but, but it's the truth. Come on. What is the truth? What is the truth? My word, God says, is the truth. So if you're not speaking the word, you're not speaking the truth. Because God calls those things to be not as though they were, and he didn't say that over us. Did he? Come on. He didn't say, those sorry dog, Willie Taylor, boy, why would I want to save him? Why would I want to save him? He's not worth saving. He never going to mount to much of nothing. God calls those things to be not as though they were, doesn't he? He takes a Gideon and say, oh, you know, here's the Gideon. Boy, you're just a trifling something, boy. You're just as scared as you can be. You don't have no faith in me. I'm not going to use you. I'll use a donkey before I use you, Gideon. Oh, he said, hey, man of God, go in the strength that you have. I don't have much strength. Go in the strength that you have, Gideon. I'm going to be with you. Right? Yeah. He didn't tell David, Dave, don't go out there against Goliath. Oh, God, you go out there, man. He's been a warrior ever since he was born. And, man, he's going to kill you, David, and then you're not going to be able to be king because you're going to be dead. No. No. He just loved David's faith, didn't he? And then when David slung that stone, Jesus said, well, pew, and that stone killed the big Goliath. It wasn't because of David's strength. It wasn't because of David's anger that he got between the armor. Because he had on a helmet. Life had on a helmet. He wears on. So God is the one that upholds us all. God is the one that says that, you know, this is a mighty man of God. Mighty man of God. Mighty woman of God. Mighty child of God. Right? Stop calling your children rebellious. Because you're saying what you want it to be. No, I'm not saying what I want it to be. I'm saying what it is. They're just disobedient. They're just uh, rebellious. No, speak those things that be not 
as though they were. Yeah. Yeah. My child is going to be a great woman, a man of God. Oh, yeah. They're headed that way. Are we talking about the same person? Yes, we're talking about the same person. We're talking about the same person. Talking about the same person. So, I'm telling you, God is saying today to us, finally be strong in the Lord. In the, in the power of his might. By putting on my whole armor, that you'll be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That's the message for today. And you say, well, man, there's two verses before you really stretch that thing out. No, I'm just telling you that if, if we don't get that, why go to the rest of them? Right? Because the rest of them just going to tell you, oh, well, because we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the powers and the rules of God, all these principalities, we're fighting against that. And then you say, shaking, oh, no. God is telling you, hey, get this right, because you don't realize that when you have on my whole armor, when the enemy sees you, oh, he sees me. Because you are in me. You got on my armor. So I want you to stand firm. Having done all to stand, stand firm. And then he names the armor, which we're talking about next week. And he then prayers in there. You said, wow, my goodness gracious. Man, let me get my sword. Let me, come on, devil. That's what you want me to do? Because you got on God's whole armor and the devil doesn't have a chance. That's what we want for our lives, for our marriage, for our children, for our relatives, right? We don't want to go out of here all weak and begging the enemy for mercy. He'll have no mercy. We want to do what, like Ms. Dorsey said, man, I'm going to dance out of here. One, one day, you're going to see me. Next day, you're not going to see me because I done danced on to heaven. I'm not going out of here sick and, and weak and everything. I'm going to pray powerful prayers right up to the time. God said, come on up, anime. Right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Isn't that right, Ms. Dorsey? Praise the Lord. Let's stand. God is good. He is good. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.